Welcome to the Raw Food Health Empowerment Podcast, where we explore the benefits of raw whole plant foods and other healing modalities to help you achieve optimal health, brain function, and overall well-being. I'm your host, Samantha Salmon, Certified Integrative Nutrition Health Coach and Brain Health Licensed Trainer. And in today's episode, we have a very special guest, the Miss Deetra Dennis, a nurse and self-care coach dedicated to helping multi-passionate nurses. Deetra's mission is to empower nurses to prioritize the care of their MVP, most valuable patient, themselves, so they can show up as the best version of themselves and make a meaningful impact on the well-being of those connected to them. During this conversation, we'll dive into the importance of self-care for nurses, discuss strategies for maintaining mental and emotional well-being, and address the unique challenges faced by night shift nurses. Deetra will share her insights and offer practical tips that nurses can apply in their everyday lives to achieve balance and find fulfillment in their demanding careers. So Deetra, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm really excited for this conversation. Yes, and thank you so much for having me here. Yeah, so first, um, I would love if you can tell us a bit about your journey as a self-care coach for multi-passionate nurses. How did you discover this niche? <laughs> well, um, my own journey um, to this was realizing that I was not taking care of myself, right? Mm -hmm. So um, it has been, well, I have 30 years of being a nurse, so um, really passionate about the nursing career and making an impact and knowing that nursing is a calling. It is not just a career. And when we talk about multi-passionate nurse, and we're going to get to my journey, a multi-passionate nurse to me is a nurse that, again, knows that it's a calling and it doesn't stop at the career. It expands to being a nurse in your community, being a catalyst of change, and then caring for those who are connected to you, your family, your friends, and your faith, um, your church family, and you know, caring about their well-being. And so being that multi-passionate nurse, many times mm -hmm. I can speak from my own experience that I lost myself in serving and, you know, making sure everyone else was good, but then I wasn't good. Um, and I remember distinctly, it was a day of being everything to everybody. And I had come home from work and, you know, prepared my dinner. And I said, you know what? I'm not going to sit at the table. I'm going to sit on the sofa and eat, have my feet up so I can relax while I'm eating. And I, you know, had the plate in hand, you know, was eating and the fork got heavy and my eyes did too. And I ended up falling asleep. It was daytime, but when I had awakened and my eyes opened, it was dark. And that was when I realized, okay, Deetra, you need to do something because mm -hmm. this <laughs> is not normal and you need to do something. So I started working with the coach and what I realized from working with the coach, it was like a rediscovery of, of who I was because mm -hmm. you are you, you are who you are before you are a nurse. And what I realized in every specialty that I worked in as a nurse, yes, nursing is demanding, but I was the common denominator in the nursing, right? And so what I realized, I had to change my way of thinking and knowing that I can serve others and preserve myself. 
Because the best way to serve from the heart at the highest level is taking care of me first. And everyone benefits from that. Um, I know I probably went on a tangent on that, but (laughs) that was my journey. And so when I started my business, my business really was focusing on the heart health of Black women because we're so disproportionately impacted. And what I realized is that was a major feat just for me, one person to do. So I was like, let me enlist. Uh, my fellow nurses, because I know as nurses, we, one thing I know that we do, what we learn, we live and then we teach. And so I said, okay, let me enlist my sisters. But when I started looking at the statistics of the health of nurses, Mm -hmm. I was like, ooh, I need to pivot because I need my sisters to be healthy in order for us to impact the uh, uh, well-being of those in the community. And so that's how I got to the the area of focusing on the self-care of nurses because we, we need it. We need it. Yeah, yeah. So how how do you define, I'd love for you to talk more about this concept of MVP, most valuable <laughs> patient. I love that. And, and why it's essential for nurses to prioritize self-care for themselves in order to serve others more effectively. Yeah. So, you know, when you think of MVP, you think of sports. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That I know it normally comes to mind. And when you think of when a a player is recognized as MVP, they are recognized as that as being the game changing excellence, you know, in that game. And what I see in nurses, we are MVPs in that we, you know, we give excellence in everything that we do when we're caring for patients. And Oftentimes, and going back to the code of ethics for nursing in the American Nurses Association, the code of ethics in provision five says that we are to have duties to self and others. And so that to me is that, yes, you care for your patients, but you are the most valuable patient first so that you can show up and serve, um, be the best version of yourself. Um, for the patient. So that's how I came up with MVP because we are the most valuable patients so that we can serve um, our patients well. And what was the last part of that one you mentioned? Yeah, just um, you answered it actually. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so thank you for that. And I completely agree. I think um, even beyond nurses, folks who are in healing professions of all Mm -hmm. kinds, even, you know, all sorts of public health professionals, first responders, um, all of these folks, it behooves them really to take care of themselves because just just to do the job. When I think about a nurse, I think about someone who's lifting people up, you know, and, and I know from my personal experience, you know, my grandma had type 2 diabetes. When she started on type 2 diabetes medication, she swole up. And, you know, there were many times we had to call 911 because she would have some kind of heart health event at night or something like this. And we have to call, you know, 911, the first responders coming in, you have the firefighters, paramedics, and she's big and she's on the second floor and there's like five guys trying to bring her down. Now, if you're not fit going into some of these places, and I know I don't know how many of you viewers have watched the show New Amsterdam or Chicago Med, but you never know what you're gonna mm-hmm. enter into when you go into some of these places. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes it's the home of someone who is a pack rat. You know, and mm-hmm. you just you need to be physically able to deal with what the patients you have in front of you, 
mm-hmm. and to deal with the situation at hand for your job. And so it, it, it totally makes sense. But some people are in, especially with some of these jobs, are in such a um, unique work situation where a lot of the strategies we share as health coaches in the in the wellness circles, um, especially online and, and everywhere about sleep, you know, how to have good sleep hygiene and things like this, or even like healthy eating can be very challenging in their work situation. So I would love to hear from you in your experience like the most common challenges or obstacles that you've seen nurses face when it comes to taking care of themselves and maintaining their well-being with the the type of work that they have to do. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't mind, I want to go back to what you mentioned, like with your grandmother yeah. and um, with the first responders coming in and, you know, being physically fit and, you know, the part of in, in nursing is very diverse in the fact that you know you can do direct care where your bedside but there are many other aspects of nursing um and, and all of them are very demanding but when i think about when as a nurse especially again at the bedside there has been research done and there was a, a study done of nurses in north carolina and mm-hmm. the focus was on presenteeism and what happens is when a person, you are physically at work, but you're, you're not totally fully present there. And what happens is, you know, with all the lifting, yes, you end up having, you know, a lot of back pain or just pain all over. And so you're really not fully present and you're not able to perform at your peak or your best. Mm-hmm. And so this is why, as you mentioned, again, the importance of taking care of ourselves. And I want to say it's 71% of nurses have the presenteeism, meaning you're there, but you're not fully there and able to function um, at your best. And what happens when we neglect the self-care is not only impacting you, but it's impacting the patients, meaning you, because you're not fully there and not fully present, there are higher, um, and this was the study, higher rates of medication errors. We don't want that for the patient higher incidence of patient falls, and then a low quality score. And as a result of that, it was over, I wanna say over $1,300 per nurse, the cost as it relates to the nurses with presenteeism. Mm -hmm. And then that um, annually for the United States was about $2 billion. So again, when we neglect self-care, it's not only impacting us, it's impacting everyone around us. And conversely, when we take care of ourselves, everyone benefits as well when we take care of ourselves. And so when it comes to having the unique work hours, um, I would say, again, take the time Yes, adopting all of the things, but you have to keep it small and simple because when we complicate it, make the big goals and it's great to have the goals, but you have to make it small steps because the small steps, you know, lead to big rewards. And so some of the things I would recommend for someone who works nights, I work nights starting out because as a rookie, (laughs) you always had to start the night Mm -hmm. shift, 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. was my shift. And I know that there are some different, um, uh, work hours now. But what I did was create a routine because 
I am an early riser, so I really had to make some adjustments because it really wasn't setting well with me being up at night because I'm used to being in the bed and rising early. Mm -hmm. But some of the things that I did is, now this was prior to me becoming whole food plant-based, but I still have always been one who planned. I made sure on my days off that that's when I ironed my scrubs. That was when I prepped for my days that I had to work back to back planning my food, ate before going to work at night, and then at night having healthier snacks because you don't have access to a cafeteria or anything like that. Um, and then when I got off in the morning, creating. So normally when you share with me, like with your usual routine for going to bed, do you have a routine? Me personally? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I'm like you. I'm I'm early to bed, so I start turning in at eight o'clock. Eight o'clock, mm-hmm. I take a shower and wash off the day. Mm-hmm. Um, nine o'clock, I lay down in my bed and I'll <laughs> read a book on Kindle. Um, mm-hmm. And then ten o'clock, my eyes start to basically close themselves, and <laughs> I'm asleep until at least five o'clock, sometimes mm-hmm. six. But mm-hmm. seven seven eight is me sleeping in. Yeah, yeah. And that and that is the same thing with working nights, creating that routine because your body will then get used to it. I know, you know, the circadian rhythm in our bodies usually is off when you work nights, but you have mm-hmm. to create that and do it in a sense, reset your circadian rhythm because we know those who work nights have a higher risk of heart disease, the obesity, the diabetes because of the metabolic uh changes that's going on from your work at night. So creating that routine, when you're getting off in the morning, if you can go ahead and have your meal, maybe prior to leaving work. And then when you get home, create that routine, just like you have that routine, taking a warm bath or using the lavender um, essential oils because it's calming to relax yourself. Um, You can do the shower bombs or the bath bombs, you know, with the lavender in it to allow yourself to unwind. Uh, Journaling is always great because in a shift, you see so many things and you, your emotions are all over the place. You may have had a patient that went bad over the night, may have one that passed away and you can't, usually you don't have time to debrief you, you're on to the next patient. So being able to journal your emotions, you know, before going to bed, that all helps you to relax, creating that routine, um, reading the book or whatever it may be to help you to relax. Using the dark curtains, that helps because you want to create the night experience for yourself when you're getting off in the morning. Um trying to think other things. And there are apps you can use that, you know, that are good for meditation, relaxation, and sleep. You know, if you like the white noise, some people don't, some people just like it totally silent. The white mm-hmm. noise is really help. You know, some people love the ocean. Um, some people love the crackling of, of um, uh, uh, like a fireplace? Yes, like a fireplace. Some people like that. Um, but it all depends on some people like hearing soft music, whatever that is to help you to relax and calm so that you can still aim for seven to eight hours of sleep. Now, I know it may be different for those that are firefighters because, you know, your sleep is disrupt, uh, um, interrupted often during the night. Um, but do the best that you can, you know, taking those small steps, mm-hmm. um, doing that. Um, I hope that answered the question. Those yeah, are I'm, I'm, I did. 
Yes, and that that makes complete sense. I'm wondering though, for for women in particular, and maybe not just women, probably mm-hmm. men also, when you have children, right? So mm-hmm. I have the the luxury, I guess, of not having children. So when mm-hmm. I'm ready to go to bed, I'm just you know going to bed. Like I'm not having mm-hmm. to deal with anyone else, you know. But um, for someone who's in a caretaker role, mm-hmm. like how do you manage work, self-care, and taking care of a young person or even maybe a, a, an elderly parent? You know, I wonder mm-hmm. how nurses navigate mm-hmm. these situations. Um, so I don't have any children that I've birthed or live in the home with me, but I do have some friends, what they did, especially in, in many times mothers will take a night shift so that, you know, they have the opportunity to drop the kids off to school themselves. And so, you know, they're at school. I know in the summertime it's different or when they're mm-hmm. out of school is different. Um, but I do have one of my friends, she had a conversation with her little one to say, okay, you know, this is the time that mommy sleeps, you know, or um, ask for help. And I know we, often having a, a, a challenge with asking for help. Ask for help. Have the conversation with your family or friends. Listen, you know, it's important for me to get my sleep, you know, things of that nature. Just ask for the help. If you have someone to come and watch the children while you're resting or whatever that may be, whatever that looks like for you, it's important to ask for help to support you in your self-care. Mm-hmm. Um caregiver. Now, I wasn't working nights when I was being a caregiver um, for my aunt. I had to travel um, about an hour and a half, two hours to on the weekends to care for my aunt. So I was working Monday through Friday. When I got off on Fridays, every other weekend I was going home my uh, where I grew up to help care for my aunt. So it was Friday, Saturday, Sunday, up at nights in the times that she was in ICU, you know, I was, you know, still there. But what I had to do on the weekends that I was not there, I made sure that I, you know, did what it took for me to have those times of caring for me. I would go to sit in the sauna on those weekends that I was not there. And even when I was there, I made sure, like if she was in the hospital, I went outside to walk, to get fresh air. It doesn't have to be the big things. It's something small. Take, again, I use the acronym KISS self-care every day. Keep it small and simple. Mm -hmm. And so just to get outside to fresh air, taking deep breaths, um, taking three teeth, Three deep breaths are very um, important to do that. It helps calm you, um, helping um, you know keep you relaxed and reducing that stress. So those are some things that you know I can think of uh, that supports prioritizing self care. Yeah, and I, I love that you brand yourself as a self care coach. And self care, you know, it gets thrown around a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, even people who talk about it, I think, still have a lot of room for opportunity and growth uh, to, to actually make it work for them, to actually do the thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not sure if like we're just not really noticing um, what self-care actually means, but like mm-hmm. with the, the point you just made earlier about asking for help, 
Mm-hmm. I've noticed with the clients I've worked with in the past and not just nurses, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. This is a really difficult thing. And I'm not sure if it's a gender thing or if it's a race thing. I'm not really sure. <laughs> but <laughs> like, I, I would love to, to know from you, like what kind of mindset shifts um, do you encourage nurses to make in terms of this, in terms of like asking for help and 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 getting the resources they need to to prioritize their own well-being so they could be you know more not just more resilient in their profession but you know be the healthy person that they're trying to help others achieve right because i assume mm-hmm. that's that's why you go into the work so mm-hmm. what are those mindset shifts that you've had to imbue on your clients yeah so um and going back again i'm not sure if it's a gender thing or or i don't know but i know that there was um i'm not sure if you've heard of dr cheryl woods giscombe she is a, a nurse professor in north carolina i don't know why i'm having all these studies in north carolina never lived there but <laughs> there are actually five characteristics of a black superwoman syndrome And one of them is that we have to manifest strength. You know, whatever it is, you do it without complaining. And I know a lot of it has to do with, you know, our ancestors, but, you know, we don't have to keep that same mindset. Um, And I know in the nursing profession, many times we feel that if we ask for help, it's a sign of weakness, but it's truly a sign of strength to recognize, okay, I can't do it all. And I know, I know we want to have that S on the chest as the superwoman, but can that S change to self-care? Yeah. And (laughs) please, 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 because of us um, wanting to manifest that strength, you know, we see the numbers of not just the nurses, but Black women in particular disproportionately being impacted by all of the chronic diseases, diabetes, heart disease, cancers, Mm -hmm. let's shift our mindset and know that it is a sign of strength to ask for the support that you need. So that's one. Um, Another one is that we feel obligated to help others. What I mean by that is that we feel guilty if we say no to someone that we're letting them down, Mm -hmm. but it is okay to say no. That is a strong form of self-care because as a multi-passionate nurse, we say yes to everything and pause, have a pause before, between the time of the request and the time of your response to allow yourself to really know, okay, is this something I really want to do or can I do it? Or do I need to ask others you know, to help (laughs) in whatever the situation is. Those are some of the things. And one that stands out for me is the self-sacrifice to the point of exhaustion. And for some reason, I don't know why and how this has become such a celebrated thing in nursing. For instance, when I worked at the bedside and even now working on the administrative side of, of nursing, it's like, you know, okay, well, I didn't, when you give them report at the bedside, well, girl, I didn't even have a chance to go to the bathroom today, or I didn't even have a yeah. chance to drink any water. Why is that celebrated? That is nothing to be celebrated. 
here we're telling our patients to make healthy lifestyle choices, but yet we're not being the example. And I know I'm not minimizing the demand that is in our profession or in healthcare in general, Mm -hmm. but we can't depend on someone else to take care of us. We have to take the power back and, and, Uh, care for ourselves first because we cannot serve and give from an empty well. We are to serve from our overflow and you get that overflow by taking care of yourself. And again, it doesn't have to be something major. And I know many times we feel that, okay, in order to exercise, I need to join a gym. You don't have to. That's Mm -hmm. a mindset that it has to be at a gym or that it has to be an organized type of work out like a class or something you can work out if you're in the hospital setting walk the stairs five minutes it doesn't have to take a whole 30 minutes you can still get health benefits by working out 10 to 15 minute increments so that's something um it's uh it's I got another one, got another one um as I'm talking dualistic thinking meaning that it's either this or that that either I'm going to serve others or I'm going to do self-care. But we, it's important to shift the mindset to a growth mindset that you can do both and. You can serve others and preserve yourself. Mm-hmm. It is, you know, it is so disheartening, again, to know the study that was done by American Nurses Association that nurses are less healthy than the average American. And it's due to, you know, being overweight, high levels of stress and not getting enough sleep. And over 50% of nurses are obese. So we're in an epidemic of nurses being obese. And I was there. I was there. Um, My highest weight was 235 pounds. But it wasn't until I really, like I mentioned earlier, you know, really recognized I needed help. And it was okay to ask for the help for the coach because I, I, I clearly didn't know who wasn't doing the things I needed to do, falling asleep, trying to eat, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, really, what is really going on here? Yeah. But it wasn't until I started, that was the first step, asking for help. And that the coach helping me to realize, you know, in a sense, reconnecting to myself. Because again, you're you're giving yourself to everything and everybody, but reconnecting with myself. Then I adopted a plant-based way of eating, excuse me. And, you know, but still I was having the high stress. But after that, after I started that one step of the coach, then adopting a plant-based way of eating, then I adopted all of the lifestyle principles, you know, reducing the stress, getting the sleep. Because listen, <laughs> I was sleeping, especially in the hospital setting. But at night, I found myself, you know, in my sleep, hanging ivy bags in my sleep. So I wasn't sleeping. I'm still working in my sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Or, you know, in in the quality setting where I am now, reviewing a lot of charts. In my sleep, I would be reviewing charts in my sleep. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm like, okay, listen, we must, we must... (laughs) Having that sleep routine, you know, to get it off of your mind, journaling, you know, like you mentioned, or reading so that I can sleep, so that I'm not working in my sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Two things come to mind with what you said. First, Mm -hmm. um, about the exercise with nurses, because like if Mm -hmm. you're in the hospital setting or even what you say, bedside, so that Mm -hmm. I would assume that also 
includes home nurses, people who yes. are to, like with a person in their home. Mm-hmm. Um, this to me, from from what I've seen and experienced in my family, is a very active job. And I've heard of a study recently where they, I don't know if it was nurses they were looking at, but it was two groups of people. And it basically showed that the perception, like if you perceived what you were doing as exercise, you actually lost, you got the benefits of exercise versus if you didn't perceive it. Meaning mm-hmm. like if a, if a nurse is active, like your job is just active, right? You, you're on your feet all the time. And actually if you did the numbers, and charted like how many calories you're burning because when you you burn more calories just standing and -hmm. if you're walking you're burning even more calories Mm -hmm. and then if Mm -hmm. you're lifting heavy bodies and moving around squatting all this stuff you're working muscles and all these things if you perceive that as exercise you have like the psychological benefit and the physical benefit as opposed Mm -hmm. to just thinking oh I'm working, but I still need to exercise on top of this, you know, because, mm-hmm. you know, for some of our bodies, um, too much stress works against the weight loss. Right. Yes. So it's like if you like for me personally. Right. If I am because I don't I have a very sedentary job. I, I work at the computer most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but because, you know, work sometimes can be very stressful and I'm anxiety prone, Mm -hmm. the workouts that I need to do to keep my body fat low is Pilates, you know, Mm -hmm. yoga Mm -hmm. and strength training. Like I can't Mm -hmm. do hit, I can't do running or Mm -hmm. like the, you know, the Spartan stuff. Like I can't do Mm -hmm. all of it because it puts so much stress on the body. I end up gaining weight doing Mm -hmm. that, right? So sometimes Mm -hmm. for most of us, Right. Because mm-hmm. the last stat I heard was like only 20 percent or 25 percent of the population is responsive to like intense activity, you mm-hmm. know, in terms of burning fat and, and things mm-hmm. like this. And it's because we're living in a time right now. It's a really stressful environment. A lot of us are under chronic stress. So if you have a really stressful job, you know, kind of rethink exercise for yourself, yes, you know, maybe yes. you're already doing it, you know, it's already mm-hmm. in. When I had a brick and mortar food establishment, I was picking up 40 pound boxes of celery and bananas, you know, and I was on mm-hmm. my feet all day to do mm-hmm. extra workouts on top of a 12, <laughs> 16 hour day. It wasn't mm-hmm. feasible. And mm-hmm. that I was the fittest I had ever been in my life. Mm-hmm. I was eating raw vegan food. I was active. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, all I was doing was my job. You know, I wasn't mm-hmm. doing like what you were saying. I wasn't going to really an exercise class. I would go to yoga maybe once or twice a week, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, you know, just kind of like sometimes we, I think we put too much pressure on ourselves. Yes. Trying to mimic someone else's version of healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that stress, you know. Can you know when we psychologically feel a way about a thing, there's physical manifestations, hormones being released, and it's causing yes. all sorts of issues, you know? Yes, yes. Yeah. And um the second thing I already forgot, but this part was <laughs> this part was amazing. Like how we perceive how we are living our lives, mm-hmm. you know, I think is really important. 
And there was another, and the name escapes me now, but I use it all the time, habit stacking. So like you mentioned with um, when you had your brick and mortar, when you were lifting, okay, you were squatting. So why not make it a a routine? Okay, let's get in about (laughs) 10 squats here while I'm doing it. Same thing like with the patients when you are turning and lifting, because listen, sometimes you may have to do it by yourself or you have someone else helping you, especially if it's a larger patient. Let's Mm -hmm. make it a, a, a... Make it fun. Hey, okay, while we're doing this, let's go ahead and get some squats in. You know, make it a part of your day. Again, that's how you keep it small and simple. And let's not complicate it. And we don't have to follow someone else's pattern. Let's create our own pattern of how we're moving our body and how we're caring for ourselves, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I want to go back to the point you made about at one point you were 235 pounds, you said? Yes, yes, yes. So what? So tell me a little bit about your weight loss journey. Mm-hmm. So in 2016, like I mentioned, so 2016, the June of 2016 was when I started the coaching, life coaching um, for for me, my health. That was my reach out for help. And then December of 2016 was when I said, okay, you know what, Deetra? And it, and it's, it's a trickle effect. I mean, really, when you start taking care of yourself, it just expands and, and grows. So December was when I said, okay, you know what? If I want to be the model of others and, and teaching others about taking care of themselves, then I have to, I have to be the example and live it. Hmm. And one other thing I want to say before going forward, one of the things, one other mindset is yes, as nurses, we know, we know the importance of making healthy, healthy lifestyle choices, but there is a gap between us knowing and doing, and it is the being, we have to be it. And that's, what you know happened for me in December. So I adopted a plant-based way of eating in 2016. And I that was when I started losing, you know, uh, I like to say releasing weight. And then, you know, like I said, I was making the healthy lifestyle choices with eating, but I was still not having the restorative sleep. I was not, I was still having the stress. Um, and I wasn't consistent with moving my body. So I then adopted um, all of the lifestyle principles that are, you know, the pillars that the American College of Lifestyle uh, Medicine mentions. Once I did that, I got to my goal weight and I released a total of 70 pounds. Wow. And that's where I am today. Um, but again, I started small because it gets overwhelming because again, you have, as a multi-passionate nurse, you are being of service again, because it's, you're divinely inspired for that role as a nurse. Mm-hmm. And what I recognize too, is that, you know, before making that uh, mindset shift for myself, I was living unconsciously. And what I mean by that is I was, you know, you normalize the stressful way of things you go through the motion. And I found myself just the passion that I had for nursing wasn't there because again, you just going through the motion. This is what I do every day. And it wasn't until having that coach and really reconnecting myself and reconnecting to why I went into nursing that that passion, um, you know, came back. And that's why the name of my company is Full Circle Health Coaching, because that came again during a quiet time, is that it was an opportunity to go back 
Uh, two, led me back to the original uh, reason I became a nurse mm-hmm. and that original position of the passion and excitement. And so that is what self-care can do for you um, in that. And so fast forward, like I said, with having all of the lifestyle principles, that is what helped me to get there and taking the small steps, not overcomplicating things, but really taking those small steps. Every little thing, like I mentioned, you know, if it was pausing to take a deep breath, in between a patient's room because you know it's i would say it's not fair for me to go into another patient's room still thinking about the other patient that patient that i'm with deserves all of me me to be fully present and knowing that nursing is a calling and i've shared this in one of my videos before but what i realized is that we are responsible for how we show up with our patient, in our community, with our family. We're responsible for that. We're to bring our light. And when we are going through the motion or living unconsciously, you know, sometimes that dwindles. But it is important for us to have that being present. We talked about the presenteeism, but truly being present is important. And our power, because being divinely inspired, you allow, you're a vessel. And there are things, yes, we know all the science, but there are some times that the supernatural works through you. And I'll give an example. I had a patient when I worked in the hospital setting and she had a fever and that fever just would not break. She had the blood cultures that were done. She had the culture and sensitivity to know exactly what antibiotics she was to take. Mm-hmm. And she was on the antipyretics, those that will help the lower the, the temperature, but it just wasn't breaking. She just kept having this temp fever. And I was standing at the medicine cart, getting ready to go into her room. And I, I would always pray before going into a patient's room. And I I really was inspired to pray specifically for this patient, to pray that the fever that she had would break just like Peter's mother-in-law's fever broke from the presence of Jesus being there. So when I went into the room to assess the patient, she didn't know I was praying for her, but I was. And, you know, as I was doing my assessment, you know, listening to her heart, I was praying for her. I don't have to tell you, but the story ends is that that fever broke. That is what I'm talking about. When you are really walking in your calling and truly having time for self-care, mm-hmm. you are really being a vessel. Yes, again, we know the science things, but there are times that, you know, the supernatural or the spiritual or the intuitive download, however you call it, you are being a vessel being used by God. And that matters to me because people are, when they are in the hospital setting or however you may encounter them, they are in a vulnerable state. And so when you come as that nurse, being that vessel, being used by God for a higher purpose, that is how you make an impact. That's beautiful. I love mm-hmm. that. What a blessing to have you as a nurse. <laughs> like everybody, you know, we should have, just like when, when I look at these plant-based doctors and mm-hmm. I hear folks complaining that they're just being shelled out pills and medicine and injections and things and not even being given an opportunity to take, you know, health into their own hands, to, to use mm-hmm. food as medicine, 
Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, man, these plant-based doctors, their whole you know thing needs to be scaled up. We need to scale up nurses like yourself. And the yeah. the point that that you made about the being, you mm-hmm. know, I mm-hmm. I call it embodiment identity yes. stepping into the identity and also you yes. mentioned stepping into purpose yeah and so it's like you show up you're not just a nurse like you mm-hmm. are a nurse you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying mm-hmm. and it's like it's there's like this this whole i love i love everything you just said I, it's, a, it's a blessing it's a ministry and mm-hmm. we want to learn more like the folks listening <laughs> especially nurses who are struggling right now with their health, mm-hmm. with their weight, with their schedules that make it, you know, mm-hmm. difficult to really practice a healthy lifestyle. How can people connect to you and tap into the resources that you have for them? Yes, and thank you for asking. And yes, it is a ministry. It is a ministry. Again, whether you are at the bedside or whatever um, capacity or even in day to day, just, you know, with your family and friends, be that vessel and having the self-care allows you to have that um, uninterrupted downloads. I'll say you can have the intuitive downloads. So to connect with me, um, I am on social media, on Facebook and YouTube. um, And that is at Full Circle Health Coaching LLC. And um, I do have a weekly broadcast of The Break Room, and that is our self-care safe space. So I share a little bit more about, you know, all the things that I mentioned. And I try to keep it brief because I understand the schedule. So I try to keep those videos 15 minutes or less. Um, Sometimes I might go a little over. Um, And then I have my coaching, um, and you can go to my website, which is Full Circle Health Coaching LLC. Dot com, And so we just wrapped up my first um, nurse self-care challenge. It was a five-day challenge for the nurses week because that's the best gift you can give yourself is self-care. Um, and so those are the ways that you can connect with me. And if you would like to have a coaching session, again, you can um, go to the website and, and get that. Awesome. I love it. I think this is such a valuable resource, much, much needed you know, mm-hmm. not just for nurses, but the patients. Yes, know? yes. We need, we need healthy nurses. I mean, it's critical. And I think, you know, it says a lot to the culture when you have health professionals that are the example of what we yes. want to see our society look mm-hmm. like, you know, because we learn just by being in community from other people. You know, they yes. may not ever say a word, but how they mm-hmm. show up, how they present, Um, the spirit that they walk with, you know, Mm -hmm. makes an impression on all of us. So I really Mm -hmm. thank you so much, uh, Deetra, for this time and for being a blessing to the community and and the work that you're offering folks. Thank you so much. Thank you. you. And thank you for all that you're doing, you know, and having this platform to empower others. So again, we can show up in purpose right? So that's what it's about, us living in our purpose and making an impact in our community. Thank you. And we'll have all the links to connect with Deetra in the show notes. So don't you worry if you're looking to connect with her, just check the show notes out. Thank you so much for joining and and watching today.